Hello, and welcome to episode 230 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Leslie Julian, Brian Flint, and Doug Wood, creators of Savage Wizards, coming to Kickstarter soon. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Leslie, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, could you start us off with a quick bio about yourself and then an elevator pitch for this book? Quick bio. All right. Hi, Leslie Julian, writer extraordinaire. I have uh, written short stories like uh, Ghost Gauntlet, which is about a girl who's uh, fighting her way through heaven. Um, Little Dragon Rider, which is about a girl who is following her father's footsteps and uh, trying to gain her, her father's approval by raising dragons. And now uh, Savage Wizard, which is my first uh, full-length comic. Pretty much a quick elevator pitch for it would be what would happen if Conan the Barbarian was forced to reclass as a wizard is our quick uh, elevator pitch for it. Very cool. And Brian, um, you're the artist on this book, correct? Um, could you give us a uh, quick uh, bio about yourself and a little bit about your your background in art? Sure, sure. Uh, I've been making comics and drawing, you know, for about ten or so years. Um, I've done my own Kickstarter. Well, just one about one Kickstarter uh, of uh, Kuru. Uh, what else? Uh, I did another one called Dead House, and I've you know I've been working off and on whenever my kids let me, you know get a couple seconds of free time uh yeah for about 10 plus years nice and and doug uh how about you could you give us a uh, a quick bio and uh a little bit about your part in this book yep hi i'm doug wood i'm the other co-writer of the book um i uh started uh writing comics not that long ago uh i got in and um was one of the finalists for the platform short story comics uh, contest uh, with a short with uh, Lane Lloyd, uh, who's the artist for it. Um, I went on and uh, got a one shot picked up by Action Lab called Leap M. And then I ran a Kickstarter last year for Ultramax that raised well over its goal. So I was pretty excited about that. And then uh, just uh, beginning of this year, I ran as the publisher, um, Big Hype Comics, which is a just gigantic uh, anthology book that I was trying to help people kind of uh, give shots to people and uh, pair them with like big name creators in the comic industry. Very cool. So I guess maybe the, the first question is, what happened first, the team or the, the, the idea for this book? Um, I can uh, take point on that. I guess you would say the idea first. It, it's funny. Uh, the idea came first, but I, I don't think I ever told Doug this, but it, it kind of all started from him. Um, uh, this kind of came together back in uh, 2019. Uh, you've probably heard of um, Inktober before, but um, there was, I believe, around the time, something similar for writers where you're just supposed to come up with um, like quick um, log lines for, for stories. So I came up with a, a bunch that that year and uh one of them was what if a barbarian uh had to become a wizard pretty much and i, I kind of sat on that for a while and doug just approached me one time randomly out of blue it was like hey you want to kind of collaborate on the story 
And I was like, sure. And we were kind of spitballing back and forth, like throwing ideas at each other. And I threw that one at him. He was like, oh crap, like that's the story. Like, let's do that. And <laughs> Leslie, <laughs> I have no idea that you did started. Pitch Bember. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's what it was called. Pitch Bember. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. I, I just remember you were posting some art in Discord and I just was like, man, I just like your stories are so amazing. Can you just work? Would you be interested in working with me? And you were like, yeah, just let's talk about it. And uh, I was just so happy because I was like, man, this guy's so amazing. And I'm not really doing anything. And he was just so kind to like kind of take me under his wing and show me the rope. <laughs> so like being too I, modest, I just, but <laughs> and so after that, uh, at what point did, did Brian come into the fold? So, uh, like I said, but this kind of started around 2019 or so, and um, you know, just life happened. Uh, things were were just kind of going left and right. We were both working on things. Pandemic happened, and uh, just kind of through a series of volleys and like uh, schedules not lining up. I, I just remembered. And it's funny. Um, we are all, I guess you would say, alumni of uh, the Comic Jam. Of me, uh, Doug, and uh, Brian too. That's how I, I just thought to reach out to Brian. I remember his art from the Comic Jam, which is uh, basically uh, a weekly uh, online comics group that kind of pairs writers and artists together. And I worked with a lot of awesome artists in that group, but I never got the chance to collaborate with Brian. And I, I just remembered like thinking about the aesthetic that we were me and Doug were thinking of for Savage Wizard and I was like hey like I remember this guy Brian and I I looked him up on Instagram I remember like he's still doing like awesome stuff and we just reached out like hey like are you free are you down to do something and like when we told him the concept it seemed like Brian was uh, super excited and uh, into to collab with us on it it's awesome so uh and then Doug how did you come into the picture then after that just sort of the same thing well, I was saying like I I was the one that reached out to Leslie because he was just like posting up comics and I was like, hey, just can we work together? And so we just we just started and I said, hey, you know, I'll pitch out some ideas, you pitch out some ideas, and let's just figure out which idea we want to do. And he pitched this concept. And I was like, okay, this is definitely the one. And uh, we we you know did a pretty cool thing where we kind of split it up into different uh, sections. So he would take a certain number of pages and I would take another number of pages and we'd come back and we would like blend them back together. So we both had input and it was just like a really fun process of, mm-hmm. of blending our styles. And had you worked with Brian before Doug? No, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know of him at the time. So I came to the jam much later after these, these guys had gone. <laughs> That's so- awesome. So Leslie, you guys, you guys have this, uh, this high level concept, but how do you iron out sort of making it like uh, fleshing out the world, making the characters interesting? I know you guys are trading off pages, as you said, but like, mm-hmm. is there any other sort of um, division of, of writing it um, or things like fleshed out when you guys can come together and go, you know what, I have this little idea here. And then right. like, they're like, oh, this will work really well. Like, you know, the, the concept is one thing, but making an interesting story from that is, is a totally different thing. So how did you guys work that out? Doug, you want to take that or Amina? Sure. Yeah. Um, I had recently done a, a graphic novel like workshop group and it was suggested, hey, try this thing out called the snow, snowflake method, 
which was uh, like a 10 step process to kind of break down your idea uh, and just easily going like one step, write the log line, next step, uh, write one sentence about each character that you think. And we just kind of worked through those steps and it came, it came, you know, through really quickly. We were really surprised like how easily we flowed together during the, um, the development of that kind of stages. And it was just, Hey, you throw an idea, I throw out an idea. And it was pretty rare for us to say eh, that doesn't really work because we were just kind of, we just kind of clicked, I think uh, at that stage. So it was pretty fun. So you're taking that snowflake method, you know, you guys have this overall concept of barbarian becomes wizard, but then you are like, all right, we're going to give them supporting characters. We're going to try to figure out a little bit about them, a little bit about the world. So each time, like yeah. it grows from there. Yeah. Yeah. Snowballs so, from there. Yeah. So this, so like step one is just writing the log line, then taking the log line and making it into a paragraph, then taking the characters and writing a paragraph for each character, a little bit about what they want to accomplish in the, in the story. And it just keeps, like you said, snowballing. You just keep adding more and more into it until you're building up the full story. It's, it's, it's uh, if you've never written a story and you kind of feel a little intimidated, it's kind of just like an easy step to kind of dip your toes in and fix things, you know. Nice. So you guys start banging out the story. Um, at what point do you turn it over to Brian for maybe some character designs and like one of the questions I always like to ask people is, is as writers, you know, you kind of develop things in your in your mind's eye. And it's, you know, there's either this really cool thing happens where the artist nails it perfectly or they improve upon it so much that it's like so much, uh, you know, so much more awesome than what you were envisioning in your mind's eye. You know, you guys are going through the snowflake method, you're developing things. Are you going, okay, I are you going to Brian? You're like, you know, I need like a, you know, I need the main character, you know, I need like, uh, is like number two in charge. You know, I need like the, uh, the antagonist, like when you start turning that over to him, like, how does that all evolve? So Brian actually got involved in the process a bit later. We had already, um, finished the script, uh, once we had, had reached out to Brian. Um, and so basically, uh, he, he came in once we already had like a, probably like a third or fourth draft of the script. And, uh, like I said, we kind of told him the high concept and, uh, he, he liked it. And then, uh, he looked over the script and we had some, we, we had some kind of ideas in mind and, and we showed him a lot of reference uh, images and he went to work and like Brian just blew our, our minds out of water. Like, even though like we thought we knew what we were expecting and Brian still just like crushed it in terms of what we were anticipating for, for Renar and uh, Scum and also Akora, the, the three uh, kind of main characters. What were some of the references that you might have uh, passed along to Brian? I used a lot of wrestlers, like professional wrestlers. I just had this mm -hmm. in mind that it needed to be these just bigger, massive guys because it's that world of, you know, barbarians and big muscular dudes. And for a guy to go from, oh, I got a, I got a battle to have to be throwing magic around. I just wanted these guys to be these muscle bound guys and pro wrestling kind of has that, you know, in spades. Mm -hmm. I I'm, get, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
the reference art is actually one thing that really convinced me to take the job. Um, I got a bunch of, well, when I heard the pitch immediately, when I heard, uh, you know, the, the barbarian thing, I thought, uh, you know, like Conan the Barbarian, like, you, you white guys with, you know, the big muscles and all that. And then when I got the reference art, it was all these like Samoan dudes and people of color and, and all that. And that completely changed how I looked at the characters. And it really helped me like visualize like who the characters are comes through really clearly through their script. And then seeing the reference material that they gave me, I was like, oh, dude, I could for sure draw these people. Do you know what I mean? Like this, this is exactly what I want to draw. You know what I mean? That's awesome. So I, I was looking at your artwork today, Brian, and are, are you pretty like heavily manga inspired? Cause like I was getting some like berserk vibes from the artwork and like how crazy detailed it is and how energetic it is. Um, and I liked your sort of tagline, I think on your Instagram page where you're like thick lines or whatever it is drawn with thick lines that really struck a chord with me, but I, I'm just wondering about your inspirations as an artist. Honestly, I didn't think I was that, manga um inspired until a couple years ago and then i when i really looked i was like dang i really do take a lot from like um akira toriyama and um um what's the the horror manga artist i uh yeah (laughs) i've got like three of his books but yeah it it really got in there in how i draw and and just being mostly a black and white artist uh yeah, manga's in there for sure. And are you uh, digital? Like, because I'm looking at it right now and like you do this thing where like you do a really great thing like where the distance, like items in the distance, like trees are, are grayed, like like a little bit grayscale to, to give them distance. Is this, uh, do you work digitally? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much all digitally. I make too many mistakes to, to be traditional. You're too hard on yourself, man. You're so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Sleep Clip Studio. Nice. So awesome. You know, Leslie and 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 Doug, what was it like the first time that you you guys saw like a a a page turned in by Brian? Like to to have something that was in your mind for you know a couple of months, maybe even a year, that gets turned into to images. What was that like for you guys? feel like one um like i said it, it was a long process of just like in terms of like us we, we finished the script a while we finished the script really quickly but uh like i said there's just a lot of hurdles in terms of like personal things and, and just like the process of, of finding an artist unfortunately there was a lot of setbacks so like when we found um brian and like we actually got finished hard for him one it was just like yay like this is finally happening after all after all these tribulations and two is like i don't think people understand like how amazing like brian is like from the thumbnails to his pencils like they're gonna blow people away like it, it's just incredible like i i just want to put all his pencils like in in the back matter of his book because you, you just see like his process is just insane like yeah. it's just really gonna blow blow people's eyes open like not, not every um, artist does full-blown detail on their thumbnails and showing it around to some artists for him they're like oh this guy why <laughs> you know he's showing us up because it's just so it's so fully realized at the thumbnail stage 
and I, I told them, I know a lot of artists don't like comparison, but I was like, you know, the energy that you put into the action scenes really reminds me of like James Stokoe, especially like yeah. um, Orc Stain and stuff like that. It's just, I was just like, that, that energy of the action is just, it blew my mind seeing what he was putting into the pages, Brian was putting into the pages. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say James Stokoe as well. I, I definitely saw that, but not like to the point where I'm like, Brian's a hack and imitating James Stokoe. Like, no, it's like, it's very much so your art. Like, and that's, but it's, it's got so much energy in it. And um, yeah, I'm really like, uh, what preview material we got, it didn't have words, but like it read so well. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see it completed. So I'm going to give a, uh, another art comparison. I, I see a lot of Daniel Warren Johnson and like the, uh, the kinetic energy and the, and the motion lines. I'm looking at the one sort of wide panel where the guy's got his sword in the ground and he's using that to sort of anchor him as he's being pushed back. And there's a lot of motion lines. Brian, is uh, Daniel Warren Johnson somebody that you look at? Yeah, that guy's actually more, I've actually discovered him more recently. But his, um, have you seen his black and white stuff he posts every once in a while? His, uh, it's got a lot of zip tone on it. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah, that stuff blows my mind more than his pages. Like I, I actually sat down and looked at his work to kind of like try to understand how he gets so much energy into what he does, you know, and I'm just trying to do my best to get, you know, get that kind of thing across. Well, you, you certainly have, uh, in these preview images, have accomplished that. So uh, the, the study has been, uh, you know, well-timed. Well I appreciate it. So know, is, is the plan for you guys to color the book and everything, or is it going to stay black and white? Right now, we were just looking to kickstart it as a black and white. Um, nice. we're, we, we want to do maybe a possible, like, stretch goal of color, but I, I really think the black and light really, really just like kind of speaks for itself, really. I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's it's stunning as black and white. Not that it would like be awful with color, but I think it's perfect as in black and white. And are, 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 are Brian, are you going to letter it too, or do you guys have a letterer um, lined up? I think oh, they we have just a picked up uh, uh, Tobin. Uh, uh, yeah, Tobin Rassico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of Pilgrim's Dirge fame, who actually just wrapped up a, a Kickstarter just today. Um, he's done a Pilgrim's Dirge, and he also letters for uh, SideQuest. Uh, he, he's really awesome. So, yeah, he's going to do letters for us uh, once uh, we get uh, things squared away. But, yeah, he's super excited to be on board. But, yeah, we like, literally just said uh, – we got we literally just got him today, so it's, we're really happy about that. Nice. Though he did email me like a month ago asking, hey, I saw these preview cases. Let me <laughs> let me letter it, please. Uh, that's, that's just the strength of Brian's art. It's like, oh, I want to be on board with this because it's freaking amazing. Yeah, I agree. Did he do the logo? He did not. Uh, Winston Gambro did the logo. He does uh, a lot of um, logo design stuff. He is also uh, a writer slash uh, artist. He did a really... Um, awesome web comic series called um oh gosh it, it's escaping me right now but it's really awesome <laughs> but um yeah he, he did it and I, I just reached out to him because I, I saw some of his stuff and I've just been a fan and yeah he, he knocked it out of the park with with his work yeah I really like it a lot 
So what are the plans for this book? Is this a, a one shot, a, a three to four, maybe five issue series? Uh, what's what's the, the plan there? We envisioned it as a four to five uh, issue uh, miniseries and we'll, we'll kind of see um, from, from there, but definitely we, we had like a police story one we wanted to tell them about four or five issues. Nice. And so do you guys write uh, full script? Do you do Marvel method? Uh, uh, anything like, or maybe a combination or I, I know that you guys are co-writers, so that might make it a little bit more difficult. Do, are you giving Brian full script or are you giving him sort of like plot points and then he's, you know, giving you guys pages from there? It's, it's a full script, but it's a very light uh, I know a lot of artists that I've been working with, especially ones like that has uh, as much uh, experience like Brian, they, they ask for, you know, try to unhandcuff them, let them feel for the, how that goes. So um, there, there's times where some of the, the descriptions are only like a sentence or two, and we just want you to get the idea of what, <laughs> what, what the panel is and then let you like, let the artists, uh, so it's, it's full script, but it's, it's very light. Yeah, actually, uh, Brian honestly gave us some, some great feedback, like uh, pretty much when he came on board and uh, we like kind of changed the, the intro scene uh, of, the, of the story and it enhanced it so much more and it's a lot more epic in feel. So uh, we, we write a full script, but you know, Brian also has his, his hands in this as well. Nice. And Brian, do you find that that's uh, freeing to sort of have a little bit of direction in a way to take it, but like to have collaborators that are like, you know, willing to let you maybe bend it a little bit as long as you're continuing the story forward? Does, do you find that freeing? Yeah, um, it's like I like having the amount of freedom that they gave me is, is perfect. Do you know what I mean? Um, sometimes I've worked with some folks that they give me a little too much freedom and I don't really know where they want me to go or what kind of style they want. Um, these guys were great in that they, they were like, they gave me everything I needed. And whenever I was like, do you think this would work? Do you think this would work? They were more than open. You know what I mean? They, they weren't like precious with their work where some folks tend to take things like, you know, not, not personally, but they, you know, it's their vision and they want to stick to it super, super. And it's not collaborative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These guys were very, very easy to work with. And, you know, it, it made the work a lot more fun and a lot more, uh, what's the word? Um, yeah, fun. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, there seems to be this like sweet spot of like, you know, sometimes we found that like with, with artists that like, if they get something that's so locked in that like the, you know, their collaborators are like, don't change it. Like they just sort of turn that sort of creative part of their mind off. And they're like, all right, this is a job and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get it done. Or if there's too much freedom, as you said before, it's a lot of like, is this what you wanted? Like, am I in the right direction? But if you find that sweet spot where like they're giving you enough to sort of guide you, but they also allow you to go, okay, you know what, this part right here, we might be able to accomplish with 
with two panels as opposed to the three that you have um, scripted out. And then with the two panels, I can, you know, make this a widescreen and, you know, give you a little bit more flair with the art. Like, it seems like that sweet spot that you have to find um, with as a team takes some time. But once you get there, it's, it's a really great place to be at. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I've had jobs where folks were, would, you know, give me uh, a script and then say something like, uh, can you do like this guy, how this guy does things? And well, I don't really work in that style. I don't, I don't really know why, why'd you come to me for the, you know, for this, that, that, and other times, you know, it's just been like, uh, they tell me nothing. And then I give them what I think they want. And they're like, oh no, no, we wanted something completely different. And those, you know, those things tend to fall apart usually. Yeah. Uh, this, this has been great, you know, working with these two guys. And do you think that the fact that these guys have had a little bit of experience writing, um, I'm assuming for, for other artists and sort of feeling out that process was, was helpful uh, on this? Yeah. Yeah, you can tell that they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Um, the script, like, you could really tell who the characters were. The, the, the outlines they gave me made it really easy and put the picture in my head of who these guys you know who these characters are and what they were going to look like uh character design is something that i come sometimes i struggle with you know because you're just trying to create a person out of nowhere um these guys with the the character bios and just the dialogue in the script and all that it all it all painted a really clear picture to me like what these guys look like how they would move you know their weapons everything it was all like right there it was really great to work with them And so when you guys are doing like action scenes, I know that you guys, um, you know, base these things on, you know, the, the appearance of these guys on, on some wrestlers. When you guys are either writing an action scene or going to draw an action scene, are you looking at, you know, a movie, say like an Arnold Conan movie or are you looking at wrestlers are you looking at sort of uh you know action flicks like how are you um breaking down the the the, the fight scenes I remember um looking at Conan pages I, I don't remember if I any uh linked any in the script but I do know I, I linked some wrestling stuff in the, in the script especially in joke moments I I, I don't want to spoil anything but uh, yeah, I definitely uh, was like, "Hey, what do you what do you think about this?" <laughs> and so uh, I, I I hope I hope people will get a charge out of uh, like what we're pulling from and those kind of sources. Yeah, I, I think uh, where where I came from, uh, I didn't rely too much on references. I pretty much. Uh, left a, a lot of those scenes open um, for Brian's interpretation because I mean uh, I think in general uh, artists prefer to have a little bit more loose rein on those action scenes so a lot a lot of those were kind of uh, a Brian go crazy kind of moment we might have kind of given a, a scenario of like kind of how it starts and ends but a lot of those were Brian you can do what you want or maybe we did kind of had some specific setups that we we, we really kind of liked 
um, a specific visual, visual. So we had had that kind of specifically written out. But uh, in general, I think it was kind of pretty flexible and organic. I don't I don't remember pulling from too many specific um, uh, genre references or, or anything like that. Yeah, the instruction. You... Oh. I'm sorry. It's hard when there are five people on the Zoom call. <laughs> Just kidding. It's okay. Sorry about that, Doug. You go ahead and talk. No, that was Brian. Oh, oh yeah. Brian, I'm sorry. I'm also a dude. And um, I'm sorry, Doug. Oh. <laughs> Stories all around. I just like what Leslie said. Um, it, it really did help when they were, they would just say, it kind of starts like this and we want it to end like this. And, you know, then you have a whole bunch of freedom to do, you know, whatever cool idea you, you, you think you have. But knowing, you know, where it ends and all that kind of, there's a lot of like, uh, pantomime in the in the mirror like, like let's see can i get to here to this it's not <laughs> taking a lot of really embarrassing pictures of myself for reference uh but yeah like they were you know pretty open there's just like it has to end like this and that makes it very easy you know because usually how to end a fight is it's usually like the the hardest part to figure out in my opinion yeah i was one i was wondering what the pre-visualization of things looked like do you map it all out at once or are you someone who kind of likes to be like organic and like kind of find it as it goes and come to a natural conclusion that way yeah. I like uh, for, me, for my writing oh sorry go ahead Brian no, no go ahead dude oh I was gonna say for for my writing it's crazy because uh I'm such a like uh from the gut writer that when I uh was trying to work with Leslie it was just like I didn't know that I could express myself, uh, you know, like, I, because I was just, I do things just like how it feels for me. And then mm -hmm. later maybe go back and like edit it down. So uh, working with Leslie and uh, he would ask me like, how does this work? Or what, what is this? And being able to articulate like, hey, we're doing it because of this reason. I was very surprised at how many out, out, out loud I could explain why I was doing something because I don't, I don't think in those terms when I'm, as I'm writing for myself. And Leslie, are you kind of, are you a little bit more like structured where it's like, it's got to go this way. I need to know the beginning, middle and end. And then that'll, that'll inform what happens in between that. Uh, I, I can kind of vacillate between uh, kind of both of those approaches. Uh, I, I think uh, there, there are times when, uh, I mean, especially again, talking about action sequences, it, it's like I, I tend, especially now that I'm, you know, have more years on my belt definitely uh kind of trust an artist to, to kind of handle a little bit of that more before i would probably be more more rigid like oh no it, it needs to be this way but now uh you know just kind of understanding uh just the collaborative process i, I realize that you know there's it's just a lot more fun and just more interesting when there's some wiggle room when there's some mashing some melding of ideas together i think when some things just really emerge that wouldn't have uh, existed before you know that's when some really special moments um come about and then brian when you get an action sequence do you sort of like storyboard it out like like here's where it starts and then like you know like you do like the key actions and things like that or, or are you just someone who does it like on a page by page thing i um i try to storyboard as much as i can when it comes to stuff like that but once you're actually penciling the page 
sometimes you kind of notice that, well, maybe this would work better or this might help the page layout a little bit. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I just, I try to, you know, plan out as best I can. That's great. And uh, I, do you, do you do like um, a lot of thumbnails before you do a finished page or, or, or like, well, what's your art process like up until like inking? I, the guy said it before and it, it, it's true. I, I kind of thumbnail uh, with a lot of detail, which I think might be bad <laughs> for, uh, you know, it makes things take a little longer, but like I'll do the very, very loose, you know, thumbnails just to know where everyone's going to be standing, what, you know, how close a shot, this and that. And the script usually tells me a lot of that stuff too. Um, so, you know, I do that. I try to follow the script and, and, and get everything I need onto the page first, uh, you know, hit all the points that they need me to hit for the script. And then after that, see where I can mess around and kind of make it a little more fun for myself. That's awesome. And so you've never like, um, I know that you said that you were like posing and, and doing stuff, Brian, um, you know, you weren't standing out in the front yard with, with a sword while all the neighbors are like, Hey, what's that guy doing? And you're like, you know, choreographing the, the fight that you're about to draw. Not in the front yard, but in my kitchen for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a, uh, um, yeah, I've got a, a few pictures still on my phone that I forget to delete uh, that have like my me in a really embarrassing barbarian kind of pose holding a, a broom and then my dog jumping on me because she thinks it's playtime, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that I do a lot of that to see, you know, how how much space I take up and then try to take that to put into the thumbnails, you know what I mean, to uh, I don't know how you know, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the layout, the, the, the image layout. There's a word for it that I can't think of right now, but yeah. The comic book. Composition. <laughs> Composition. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I, I blanked. No worries. So, you know, you guys are about a month away from, uh, launching this on, on Kickstarter. Um, and it sounds like some of you guys have been through some some crowdfunding before. Um, so what are your plans on, you know, um, taking this to Kickstarter, you know, getting eyes on it, getting ears on it, what you're doing here with the podcast, um, you know, thoughts, hopes, plans. Uh, what do you guys have uh, for the Kickstarter? Uh, I'm really hoping it connects with, people uh i've done two successful kickstarters before i don't think anything of those two look anything like this so i'm really excited to see the reaction when people see these pages um uh just i even if we just meet the bare minimum goal to get this printed and to get uh brian you know uh page rate to finish out the rest of the book i'll be mm -hmm. happy i just want this in the hand of people and see what people think and you know possibly get in a, a you know to finish the whole story nice so you guys have some kickstarter experience um you guys sort of know the ups and the downs the 
the the rush of hitting the button, getting backers, getting in the middle, things slow down. There's there's a rush at the end. So do you guys feel um, nobody? Well, I I feel like when you do a Kickstarter, you're, you you feel a bit of an excitement, then you feel a bit of dread, then you feel excitement likes. But you guys know what to expect, like as you're getting ready to to hit launch here, right? Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, I I have experience of the first uh, Kickstarter last year doing well and reaching goal in 15 days. And so uh, then worrying about the next one coming up because it was an anthology and it was just so huge. I was like, uh, I don't know. But it, the goal was pretty similar. So I was, I was hoping it would do good. And it did. And it reached goal in seven days. So I uh, am completely nervous if it were to go any further than <laughs> 100% successful early like those because I'm not used to that feeling. So I think I would panic if, uh, if it's past day 15 and we're not fully funded just because I've been spoiled <laughs> in that way. Doug and uh, Brian have a bit more direct experience. This will like, be my first time kind of behind the wheel and like, you know, seeing how, <laughs> how behind the curtain all, all that stuff uh, works. But yeah, I'm trying to do as much as possible other than shove Brian's amazing art in people's faces to, to mitigate, uh, you know, any challenges like, you know, going on as many podcasts as possible. And we're trying to put out a, a press release and all those, you know, little things to get eyes on this as much as possible. I'm going to freaking dust off my, my Facebook and promote there. So yeah, just trying to do everything we can to get um, Savage Wizard in as many, in front of as many eyes as possible, pretty much. Nice. So Leslie, are you the uh, the main force behind the, the Kickstarter? Uh, I mean, I think me and Doug are still like a, a two-headed uh, monster for this thing, but I, I guess I am, I could say maybe like a 40, uh, what's math uh some kind of a two percent difference you know split like i might be on there slightly more probably because i'm more worried because i have never <laughs> actually you know run a kickstarter but he has for like you know 49 perfectionist <laughs> <to 50>. yeah <laughs> there you go. yeah that's the, that's a good thing about working with doug is i have a horrible perfectionist streak not to say that doug doesn't but like uh doug can kind of just push me to to get things done which, which is nice <laughs> that's awesome and Brian, are you doing anything extra for art-wise for the campaign? Um, we floated the idea around of um, including people in the book. You know, I, I did that a little bit for uh, the book I did on Kickstarter. Um, I think that'd be a fun idea. You know, if you wanted to be an orc or uh, a barbarian in the background, it'd be fun to, you know, do that for folks. Maybe you see awesome. yourself get chopped now. Yeah, I was about to say, can you request to die in a certain way? Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure die. That, yeah, I, I think it's more expensive to 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 get <laughs> to get chopped and just sort of be a guy staring in the in the background, right? If you if you're gonna get yeah. impaled or you get your head chopped off, that's a that's a little bit more, right? I think yeah. there there aren't enough of the like heads being split in half. That's sort of something I like. So I'll I'll definitely be sending notes. Um, yeah, I know for my first Kickstarter, we added that in, and, um, I, I pretty much made every character that was like you added in was would die to horrific death just because I thought <laughs> that would, that was funnier to me or for them. I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. 
but I hate everyone. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm much nicer, but I, I yeah. still thought it would be a, more of a thrill for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you guys have a, uh, like a target or do you have an exact sort of page count on what you're hoping for with, uh, with, with issue one here? Yeah. Uh, so there's 24 pages of, of the comic mm-hmm. itself. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot that we added a few extra pages. Uh, it's 28 pages of, of the comic. And then we're trying to add an extra 12 pages of back matter. So uh, the book, uh, when it's printed, will be 40 pages of, 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 of a book. <laughs> and is the back matter sort of uh, like behind the scenes, like like creative stuff, like scripts, thumbnails and stuff like that? Because for yeah. anybody listening to a podcast calling called construct constructing comics like that's the stuff that they would really be into so that's like the back material yeah it it goes into a little bit more of our like how uh me and bless broke up the pages uh we had like a little chart and stuff like that we're going to kind of detail on how how that kind of stuff worked and um and then then um you know going from thumbnails to pencils to inks and then uh in the very very back there will also be some um guest uh pinups is what we're trying to work on right now too oh nice that's that's a that's a nice tease hope hope people will like it <laughs> yeah um yeah and i'd also be interested to see um the the breakdown of like two writers working on something because Noah and i have worked on something where i basically had similar to this where i sort of had the concept of what I wanted to do and I was really struggling to to make it a story and then he came in and he helped me make it a story so to see two writers like collabing and like getting it done that that would be very helpful for somebody that's that's in that you know scenario where either they're working with somebody or they have an idea and they can't sort of get it over the finish line and they need they just need a little bit of help like so that might actually um be beneficial to somebody in that that situation i i agree um i in the past have tried to work off of other people's ideas like oh let the artist come up with the idea and i'll try to write this report and a lot of those times i'm a lot slower when it's not my own idea and working off of leslie's ideas uh just just was so smooth that i feel like um maybe other people can learn from what we did because uh, it, it was probably the best experience I had with working with somebody else. Very cool. So you guys have this book, you know, written out, the, the art's being done, you've, you've found the letterer. Um, do you think that like once you see the letters on the page, Doug and Leslie, you guys are going to take a, a pass through it? Um, and, and you go, okay, you know what, we might be able to drop this out. We might need to add a little bit here because scripting something out before you see the art and you see the balloons being placed is, is one thing. But, you know, once you get to the point where you, you see that, you see the position of everything, you see how it's sort of flowing, that might give you a chance to, to give it a, uh, you know, another pass and edit. Are you guys looking to do that? I think that we, we literally spent last night at midnight doing that with the art. 
Yeah, I think it will happen again, though, even as uh, Tobin comes on board. I think that is something that naturally happens as you, as you get letters uh, kind of, yeah, you realize you can truncate things or, or maybe things aren't as clear. Like like you said, seeing the visual of having those balloons like actually there just, you know, it helps so much more than, you know, just reading, reading the script. Actually, I'm working with um, Tobin on a different um, project and same thing. He, he gave me some uh, letters back for, for that project. And then instantly I knew like, oh no, like, yeah, I don't even need this line anymore. Like, like the sound effect literally makes no sense in this context. So mm -hmm. I, I think like once you yeah, actually see those letters on there, I think there will be some probably mi mostly minor adjustments, you know, that will be probably taking place. So let's just say things go you know, as planned, you know, we, we go, we go to Kickstarter September 5th, uh, I'm sorry, September 15th, and, and we launch, um, and you fund, do you guys have like a plan or a hope that's like a one a year, one every six months? Um, or is that something like sort of down the line that you might try to handle then, um, you know, just sort of seeing how things go? I think we really want to look at this one first. Uh, I don't want to put too much pressure on uh, Brian because I, I know what it's like to be under like deadline crunches. And so um, see how he <laughs> feels like after completing issue one. And then maybe we can discuss like what that, what that, that, that schedule looks like then. So that's, I want to give you guys a hint. I don't let Noah like leave his room. I just make him draw all the time. So that, that, that's not a problem. But I retaliated by chopping my arms off. <laughs> so, awesome. So, you know, guys, this has been great. You know, the, the, the preview pages that we got to see, uh, you know, we talked about this really early on are, are amazing. Um, you know, the, this book looks, you know, awesome. The concept is, is great. Um, you know, it's going to Kickstarter mid-September. Do you guys have any plans? Um, anybody going to be at any cons as things get back to normal um, late summer uh, into the fall? Unfortunately, I... Yeah, I'm not returning to cons until next year. I, mm -hmm. uh, if I wasn't moving, possibly would have been going to Planet Comic Con, but uh, in Kansas City, but that uh, just COVID and moving kind of threw everything off. So I pretty much, yeah, just taking another year out and just ready to come at things full force uh, next year in 2022. That's a good plan, uh, Doug. How about how about you? Uh, I was actually going to be going to Planet Comic Con too. I was getting ready to sign up for a table, but um, unfortunately, um, family emergency, and so I'm not going to be out of country, so I won't make it. Uh, so I haven't really looked forward uh, this on the calendar to see if there was any other ones I I could I could make at this time because I just I just I'm dealing with that too. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, well, we'll check in with Brian real quick. Uh, Brian, do you, do you have any uh, con plans, any, uh, you know, plans to get out there and show your art anywhere? Um, I definitely thought about it, but I'm pretty much chained to my drawing table right now. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I, I think that, like, 
you know, we all are sort of looking at like 2022 as that like moment where, you know, we're all going to start to be able to get back together and it's going to be great. You know, I can speak for Noah that like he and I are both looking forward to the Heroes Con in, in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2022 and just sort of getting back to it. But like you guys, it sounds like, you know, a combination of things and, you know, we're 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 feeling things out here as as con starts but it sounds like you guys have a really great plan yeah i mean i've i've sort of like a lot of comics people i mean i was definitely looking forward to last year being like the year i'm gonna do lots of things and then a total wrench came into things so it kind of had to adjust but i'm super hopefully if if all kind of stays on on course and doesn't go crazy i'm looking forward to having a lot to show in 2022 Hopefully Sad was Wizard and, and other things, but I'm definitely ready to um, kind of hit the con circuit in, in Texas and uh, other places and, and see what that looks like. Very cool. Yeah, I can speak for myself. I'm a big sort of like uh, journaling guy and like sort of writing down goals. And I, I can remember being like, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to get out here and I'm going to do all these things. Yep. And I got three months into it. I'm like, yep, none of that stuff's going to happen. So yeah, it's we're, we've all sort of delayed that stuff till 2022. Yeah. I, I was uh, planning comic con at the time was uh, literally the week that they shut everything down at 2020. So <laughs> I've gone back to back, not missing out on this, this con one, because it was shut down this time because it's just right start, uh, starting up again. So <laughs> the timing's been awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Kickstarter and, and seeing more stuff. Um, I'm going to check in with Noah really quick um, as we uh, get ready to close. Noah, do you have any uh, final thoughts or final questions for the guys? No final thoughts. Um, love to have you guys back on. It was a real surprise to, log on tonight and see that all three of you made it it's very rare that we can get the whole or at least you know a large chunk of the creative team on at once so thank you guys for all making the time to be here thank you for having thank us. you so much for having us no yeah, worries so uh let's let's start off with leslie leslie where can people find you online and uh i'm also going to let you give us the uh the elevator pitch the the log line you know, for, for Savage Wizards as we, uh, as we go out. So you can find me online at uh, Twitter. I'm at Les Wright. That's L-E-S-W-R-I-T-E. And on Instagram, um, same thing, but Les underscore Wright. Um, uh, the elevator pitch for Savage Wizard. Um, let's see what I can come up with. Um, basically, I, I would say... Uh, it is about a disgraced barbarian who is forced to work with a wizard uh, in order to become a magic wizard, uh, sorry, a magic user in, in hopes of saving the world from his former best friend is the kind of quick elevator rundown for it. Very cool. No, no, it, that, that sounds awesome. And, and, you know, we talked about that earlier. Doug, how about you? Where can uh, people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Doug A. Wood, the number one. Um, I'm on there doing uh, friend follows on Monday. I like to make new friends on comics. So if you make comics and you don't know who I am, I'm a friendly fellow who likes to make friends. So come join me there, please. 
Cool. So, Doug, Twitter is mainly your uh, your go to there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And and Brian, uh, how about you? Um, I'm terrible about posting stuff online, like really bad. Um, but on Instagram, I'm under uh, Kuru Flint, uh, K U R U F L I N T. Um, and I have an art station under my, you know, under my real name, Brian Flint. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't post as much as I, I should, but uh, I'm going to try to get on that <laughs> and be more, you know, out there. Uh, hint, hint, Doug and, and Leslie, make sure that September 15th, he's, he's posting a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, once people see the pages like more often and like the full extent, people are going to be requesting jobs from him constantly. I just, I just know it. So hopefully right. we can do issue two because he's going to be busy. <laughs> so do you guys, you know, as we're recording this, we're about a month out. Do you guys have a, a pre-launch uh, Kickstarter page at this point? Yes. You do? Well, I would say actually pre-launch will be going live Sunday. We're like a, a little bit away from it, but pre-launch will be going live Sunday. Oh, but I mean, there. but we're approved and everything like we're that. We're approved, yeah. But in terms <laughs> of like a follow page um, uh, Sunday, I think it's we're going live for the pre-launch. Okay. Or I guess we just do it tonight. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, you know what? I, I The little wheeling dealing behind the scenes, what we'll do is we'll, um, we'll uh, post this Kickstarter, or I'm sorry, we'll post this podcast on Sunday when the, uh, the pre-launch page goes up. And that way I can link it in the, uh, the show notes. So you guys awesome. will basically have a month of hopefully people listening and, uh, you know, hitting that notify me at launch. So what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll post this kickstart. I'm sorry. I said it again. We'll post this podcast on Sunday when the, uh, the pre-launch page goes live to sort of make everything match up. So we'll, we'll do that there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, no that. problem. Awesome. Well, guys, you know, the, the book looks great. Um, best of luck on the Kickstarter. You know, you guys have an open invite, you know, issues two, three, four, five. Um, we can come back and we can do this again. Appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Awesome. So I'd like to uh, thank everybody for listening. If you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Uh, thanks for listening. Everybody, uh, please be nice, be safe, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>